This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Alex Hoyer. Music therapy can reduce stress, anxiety, improve memory, elevate someone's mood, and it even helps with pain management and physical rehabilitation. For kids that live with life-altering medical conditions who are often in and out of the hospital for procedures and treatments, music therapy is one of the only places where they can truly let loose and speak or sing their truth. It's something Tracy Sanheinrich witnesses firsthand at places like Camp His Kids, a summer camp tailored to families affected by cancer and blood disorders. Here's Tracy performing Camp Life with last year's campers. When Tracy leads kids in music therapy sessions, she helps them write their own lyrics, choose the composition and the beat, and even play their own instruments. She's the co-founder, co-executive director, and lead music therapist with The Song Society, a St. Louis nonprofit that offers free music therapy, songwriting, recording, and performance experiences for children, teens, and families affected by all types of medical conditions. And she joins me now. Tracy, welcome to St. Louis on the Air. Hi, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. You and your co-founder, Jamie Kennington, have conducted clinical research on the effects of therapeutic songwriting. Based on your research and experience as a music therapist, what, what, basically, why does music therapy work? Yeah, um, when it comes from the research standpoint, um, Jamie and I worked collectively together on clinical research that really looked at the categorical themes of what children and teens were writing about while experiencing a medical condition in the hospital. Therefore, there were um, themes that were developed through that research by through a deductive analysis where we analyzed actually what children and teens were writing about the number one categorical theme came down to support system. And that's kind of how the idea of the Song Society was born. Mm-hmm. And, and just explain, how is this therapeutic songwriting different from songwriting in general? Because a lot of people write music to work through feelings in, in, a, in a way, but how is what you do different from that? Sure, it's a great question. And a lot of people don't truly understand the difference. So yes, as you said, Music can be so healing and so beneficial in in much different capacities in all types of avenues as well. And people use music for various different things. Therefore, what makes us specifically different is all of these sessions are led by board-certified music therapists. And our unique approach to therapeutic songwriting is that this is usually done within a single session. So therefore, through supportive counseling techniques, the board-certified music therapist is sitting with the patient or the sibling or a client that's helping them process really what they're going through in the here and now. And then we actually help them develop their own song, and really they get to kind of take the wheel in what they want it to sound like, what they want the subject to be about. And sometimes this is often a, a chance for them to actually really open up and feel okay and safe talking about what they're going through. Uh, these clients are really going through some pretty traumatic experiences. So music really can be a positive container for those feelings to exist. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So the board certified music therapist helps them process those feelings in a supportive way and turn it into a song. Yeah. So then at the end of the session, they, after going through the recording process, they have their own original song. Mm-hmm. What first sparked your interest in music therapy? Oh, gosh. Um, I've been a music therapist for almost 15 years. And uh, gosh, I, so I was raised in sort of a musical family. My dad was a musician, a pianist, and then my oldest brother also vocalist, saxophone player, pianist. Um, And, you know, I had music in my life for a very long time growing up. And actually sort of what I think originated my my inspiration was that I used to, I used to have a grandmother that was in a nursing home for the majority of my young life. And so my dad and I used to do music in the nursing home when I was younger. And I think just having that opportunity to really see what music can do and how it really brings people to life and how it impacts people of all ages. And I think that was just my original inspiration. And then I kind of stumbled across music therapy from just a chance meeting and uh, never looked back. So here Mm -hmm. I am 15 years later. So 15 years later, and you and Jamie have worked together for about seven years now and both decided to launch the nonprofit uh, Song Society. Why? Yeah, so um, Jamie and I have been working together for a few years, and we just, you know, collectively had this inspiration to serve as many kids as possible. And I think throughout the years that her and I have worked together specifically, we used to focus on just cancer and blood disorders from a previous organization, organization that we worked with. And we just truly saw the gap in services and the need for creative arts therapies for children and families that are affected by all types of disease and chronic illness. Um, It's one thing, you know, sometimes cancer treatment or whatever, eventually it has sort of an end for those families in the hospital. But that being said, for example, we talk about cancer and late effects. Just because they ring the bell and their treatment is over and maybe their cancer is gone, most of these patients are experiencing late effects of pediatric cancer treatment, meaning they might have... Um, a disability moving forward, or they might have hearing loss, or they might have vision loss, or um, maybe a a young adult is having trouble getting pregnant because of the late effects of cancer treatment. So there's still a lot of psychological and psychosocial support that needs to be had for a lot of those patients that are not currently in treatment anymore. In addition to cancer, We just truly saw a gap in services for families affected by chronic illness. So kids that have been born with diseases and that will have a lifelong journey of healing. And we wanted to be a part of that. So that is originally why we started the Song Society. I'd like to bring two other people into the conversation who you've worked with uh, for the past eight years, uh, both through the Song Society and beforehand. Uh, first, we have Abby Schrage, is 19 years old and was diagnosed with a brain tumor when she was 11. She's written several songs with Tracy and performed at various com- community events through the Song Society. Abby and her mom, Jill Schrage, uh, join me now from their home in Highland, Illinois. Abby and Jill, welcome to St. Louis on the Air. Hello. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So pleased to have you here. Um, Abby, I want to turn to you. Your first songwriting session happened while you were in your first year of treatment. You were receiving proton radiation treatment at the time. What was that first songwriting session with Tracy like? Well, the first songwriting, I was a bit nervous because I didn't know how this was be, but 
as we were going through the whole process, I started feeling like, you know, like lifted. I was feeling like, you know, energized and happy to do this. I was feeling empowered because I could express my emotions through song that was hard to express through other things. <laughs> what were you what were you able to express uh through song that you weren't otherwise able to express? I was able to express that, you know, I didn't know that I was strong and could do these things, but I realized that with going through this, that I was strong and was able to do anything. And and that first song that, that came uh, through that session was called Breakthrough. Tell me about that. Yes, like I was saying, the first line is, I thought I was weak, didn't know what I could do. And the next line is, and then this happened and I broke through, which is basically saying that, you know, like I said, I didn't know what I could do, but then this happened, and wow, I realized I could do everything. Yeah. Uh, Jill, what do you recall from that session? Uh, I really didn't know what to expect going into it, but the experience was almost magical. The way Tracy talked to Abby and, you know, was able to pull out some of those deep feelings, even that... Abby doesn't acknowledge that are her feelings, and then she's able to put them into these beautiful lyrics. And Abby is so proud because she's able to actually express how she feels, even if she doesn't even know the right words to use for it. Mm. You you said magical, um, just in a way that Abby expressing herself you didn't see before. Well, say she you know she can tell me so many times how she feels and things like that, but you know just even like the uh, drawing the conclusion between the breaking through of like becoming stronger in one of her medical conditions in which she you know there's a medical term called breakthrough that she actually experiences and the fact that she drew those together and made her feel better and more I don't want to say normalized but kind of normalized about this whole experience and that you know it's okay to have these feelings and it's okay to go ahead and express this. Mm. Abby had you tried to write songs before you met Tracy? Yes, I wrote a few songs myself, but once I met with the Song Society, my thoughts just flowed to my head a lot easier, and I could just get it out of my chest and out in words much easier with them. And since that first session, you've written and recorded four original songs with Tracy. Most recently, you produced the song Bloom Like a Flower. Let's listen. That's Bloom Like a Flower, written and performed by Highland, Illinois resident Abby Schrage with Tracy Sanheinrich of the Song Society. Abby, what's the message of that song? That message is like, you know, kind of same as the first one where I'm like, you know, I'm realizing the power that I have, the strength I have to do all this. And like, you know, with that power, I can bloom like a flower, like, you know, I can know, flourish and thrive and, you know, become all that I want to be. I can, 
I can do. I can basically that kind of. Yeah. And Tracy, you had mentioned uh, part of the research that went into what you do. And I was looking at at a summary of the findings and uh, the qu- the quantitative findings specifically and uh, words that, that come out that allow people to express themselves, words like pain, strong, power. Talk a little bit more about the songwriting and how you draw people out to express themselves. Yeah, you know, it kind of just goes back to, um, I, specifically in our approach, I think what has been so powerful is the unique relationship that is established rather quickly between the board-certified music therapist and the client or the patient. Um, When this sort of, to echo what Jill said, magic kind of happens in this relationship and trusting aspect that comes and grows within the session between the therapist and client really creates the safe space for the participant to express what they're going through. And that doesn't always necessarily happen. So the music therapist on our end has to be really good at creating that experience for the participant because, again, this is sort of a single session experience. So in order for us to be able to draw those deep emotions from a client, we have to be able to create that space for them. And that is one of the most unique things about our approach to therapeutic songwriting. Well, and it takes so much talent, too. I mean, to be able to do what you do uh, quickly and with many people, there is there is so much uh, training and knowledge and experience that that goes behind that. So just thank you for for what what you do with that. Abby, you. you had shared with our producer that. That a, that a song that you did called Moving Forward was written after a 52-day stay at the hospital and that 32 of those days you were in the pediatric intensive care unit. Uh, did writing Moving Forward help you process that experience? Yes, it did. It, you know, it helped me, you know, like um, the Walt Disney quote, keep moving forward, made me think, you know, even though I had this hard experience, I want to keep moving forward. I want to move past this. Even though it was a part of my big part of my life for a certain time, I want to move past this. I can keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. And and keeping it in song form too. I mean, in in a way, you're moving forward, but but you're being able to express yourself and and kind of always preserve how how you moved forward. Um, so now you, Abby, have finished treatment and are in remission. I hear that you recently hit your five years all clear mark. Congratulations. Um, now, Jill, you are passionate about spreading awareness about uh, the late effects of cancer treatment. What do you wish people would better understand about life after cancer treatment? Um, for some people, they are able to go back to their normal routines or a modified normal routine, but for some people, their life can completely change. That's what happened to Abby in that PICU stay. Uh, She had strokes to the pons of her brain or the center of her brain, which affected her talking, eating, speaking, or uh, swallowing even, even down to walking, movement, um, balance. She has been affected and had to relearn how to do all of those things. Um, she still has residual things, like she needs hearing aids. She has a pill pack that she has to take multiple times a day because 
you know, these pills keep her body regulated and normal from functions that her brain can no longer do. And also because of all of this, you know, and the way our society is set up, she's unable to be employed or really, you know, live a normal life as we all see it. So I have to uh, be her full-time caregiver as the other effect of this. So it's far-reaching consequences. And these kids, you know, they don't have that much help. You know, that's why we appreciate organizations like the Song Society, because they acknowledge that there are these kids here that are kind of in this flux or this limbo, and they are still just as valid and just as valuable to our society. Uh, Jill, what do you feel when Abby is songwriting or performing? Oh, I, I, it's a sense of pride that I can't even put into words. I mean, it, she amazes me with every little thing that she does. Each time she gets on the stage or writes a new song, I'm just so impressed with her and the fact that, you know, when in the beginning, you know, she was more timid and now to where she's doing radio interviews and singing in front of big groups and I could have never imagined that this kid could do these things and I am forever grateful for Tracy and even Jamie for all that they've done for her to just help her out in her new normal situation. Mm-hmm. And Abby, what do you feel when you're performing on stage? I feel that I have strength. I can do these things. I feel proud of myself. I feel brave. I feel that I'm like an inspiration for others because I am doing this. Have Have you had a chance to talk with, with other people who, who are going through perhaps similar treatments or similar uh, diagnoses? Yes, I have. And it's really great, especially um, talking to younger kids to me than me, and they look up to me like I'm an inspiration. You know, I I try to be the best inspiration I can be, but I love inspiring others, especially, you know, you know, making the next generation, you know, like, you know, proud and strong that they can do things. Why Why is that so important to you? I mean, it would be easy enough to, to uh, move on, but why is it important to you to help others? Because I... I have the strength, and my mom helps give me some of the strength, too, to, you know, keep moving forward and, you know, be proud of myself and move on. So I want to give past that strength on to other people, too, that, like, yes, I can do this. I may have gone through a hard thing, but I can still move forward. I can still persevere. I can still do the things I want to do. Abby, your next performance will be at the Song Society Benefit Concert uh, this Saturday evening. That's January 13th at the Scottish Rite Cathedral. Uh, Tracy, who else will be performing on Saturday? So there will be three performances and a, by the, a family, uh, siblings. So um, a child that was diagnosed at the age of four, and then he will be singing with his two older siblings. There will be a performance by... Uh, a young adult who is 27 who will be singing her song, and then also a 14-year-old that will be singing her song as well. Again, the Song Society Benefit Concert is this Saturday at 6 p.m. at the Scottish Rite Cathedral. Tracy Sanheinrich is the co-founder, co-executive director, and lead music therapist with the Song Society. And Abby Schrage and her mom, Jill Schrage, are Highland, Illinois residents who have worked with Tracy and the Song Society. Thank you all so much for spending some time with me today. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you.
This episode was produced by Emily Woodbury. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.